This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, I know this time of year we talk a lot about relationships and love and connection, and sometimes I think it's important to think about, of course, the relationships that are so important in your life, but also sometimes the ones that didn't quite go right. Maybe it was a romantic relationship or even a work relationship or a friendship or something like that. And, you know, I think that sometimes we think that relationships have to be easy and that's what makes them right. But there's so much learning that can come from relationships. And that is something that I have learned in therapy is that relationships, they come and they go. There's learning that you can take from those relationships. Um, When I think about maybe work relationships that I've had that didn't quite go right um, or the way that I wanted, it was really useful to kind of look at that relationship in therapy with an objective perspective. Like one thing that I learned in therapy was how important it is to withhold work boundaries, um, kind of that work-life boundary, because there's a relationship in my past at a workplace where I didn't do that and it didn't go well. And I just, I don't know, my therapist really helped me figure that out. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com minutes today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot minutes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful Admits podcast. I'm Kelly, and today we're going to be exploring how to work on your emotional healing through meditation. So no guided meditation here, although on Sunday I will be releasing an emotional healing guided meditation, but this is where we kind of talk about how you can work on facilitating your own healing and just dive deep into this topic. And then Sunday's meditation will help support that with a guided practice. And I have to admit something here. I I, a little while back, I did a freeform episode on how to physically heal with meditation and the science that supports all of that, like what the research shows about how meditation can help our physical healing and our immune systems, all of that. And in that episode, I think I mentioned it in the episode. If not, I thought about it while I was writing it. Originally, that episode was going to be both the physical healing and the emotional healing. And there's so much about the physical healing and the emotional healing. I was like, no, these need to be two different episodes. There's just like too much. They're, they're two different topics. And I feel like I just wrote the physical healing episode. Like I can remember sitting in my little co-working space working on that one and being like, you know, I think this needs to be two different episodes. Maybe I'll split them up by a few months and circle back. So I looked back so I could tell you guys what date the physical healing uh, freeform episode was on. It was from September of 2022. And I don't know how that happened. I feel like I just made that episode like a couple of months ago. And it's been in the back of my mind. It's been on my list of like topics to cover to circle back and do this emotional healing. Was it really like a year and a half ago that I did that? I I do not know how that happened. Um, so I was a little bit surprised. So if you've been waiting for a year and a half for the second half of this episode, I'm sorry. I don't know how that, I do not know how that happened. Um, but here we are, better late than never, right? We're here. We're going to talk about emotional healing and meditation. Um, of course, this is going to be more of like feels and 
energy and emotion versus the first half, the physical healing, which was very rooted in like science and research and, you know, your cells repairing, your white blood cells, all of that. So if you are big in the science side of things and you come here for that, you're not going to get a lot of that in this episode, but maybe so stick around, maybe open your mind a little bit to some of the you know, the the vibey stuff, the more, I don't even want to call it woo-woo because it's really not woo-woo and we're, we're going to talk about this, but just because we can't like study and say, oh, if you do 10 minutes of meditation every day, you'll decrease your grief by 8%. Just because we can't measure that doesn't mean that we don't know that emotional healing is extremely important and a lot of it is done through mindfulness, mind-body connection. Um, So yeah, there's not a lot of data on this one if you're a data person, but I do think there's a lot of good stuff here. Not to toot my own horn, but I had a really good time writing the notes for this episode. So what I wanted to explore today is I want to talk about how you can use meditation to help heal your heart and your emotional body, then what practices might be best for this, some tips for navigating emotional hardship in your practice, and then I just want to walk through kind of going about meditation to really support your emotional healing. Does that sound good? That's kind of what I have on the on the rundown here. Um, yeah. Let's do it. Sound good? Let's dive in. Let's let's do it. Uh, so emotional healing. Like I said, there's not a lot of studies here. You can't like scan your heart after a breakup and say, oh, that breakup, I'm is, you know, my heart is 80% broken and I need to mend it, or there's a, you know, level three fracture in my heart, right? We can't measure these things. So there's no research as to how long it takes to heal, how to best heal it. It's just good old feelings and vibes and visualization and gut feelings, which we love too. We love those things. I really think the sweet spot, that's just my personal opinion. I think the sweet spot for health, for balance, um, for healing is really kind of finding that intersection between like the science and the feeling, right? So I think really with anything, it's about how do we support the mental emotional component? And then how do we also use good old science to support like the physical component too? And finding the intersection between those two, at least for me, I think that's really kind of the sweet spot for like balance and health and where you feel like you're kind of thriving and not just surviving. And what I will say in terms of the kind of science or evidence is you will find some research out there on how meditation can help support you just emotionally and benefit your overall well-being. Like we know people that meditate or regular meditation practice, it does increase people's optimism, their compassion both for themselves and for others. And they've done some research actually on um, optimism. There's, There's one study that I came across where they looked at uh, basically um, oncology patients or cancer patients and how optimistic they were feeling about their diagnosis. And they kind of did a baseline and then they incorporated some mindfulness into their routine. And then they felt more optimistic um, after they incorporated mindfulness into their routine about their diagnosis. And so there's some small studies with small samples that, you know, show that meditation can kind of help with your overall well-being, but there really isn't a way to measure like emotional health or healing or 
progress. So there isn't like a lot of data on it, but we do know that it can help support like your emotional and mental overall well-being. This we do know. Emotional healing is also a little bit tricky because there isn't one way to go about your emotional healing. Like if you need physical healing, right? If you get a paper cut, you need a Band-Aid. Or if you have a big cut, you need stitches. If you have a sinus infection, you're going to treat that a certain way. If you break your ankle, you're probably going to get a cast or a boot. There's kind of these best practices for specific physical healing that needs to be done. But there is a million ways to treat a heartbreak. There are infinite ways that you can feel emotional pain and just as many ways that you could want healing or need healing or find healing. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, Sunday's meditation is going to be a guided emotional healing meditation, but that's just like one practice. That's it. Anyone who has been on a healing journey or has been working on healing something in the past, like it's so much deeper than just I have a broken bone and I need to be patient and have my foot in this cast. I once I once broke my ankle in, I think it was in sixth grade. And so that's why I think about broken ankles because I've personally experienced this one. I had this pink cast um, for like a while, for like six to eight weeks. I don't even, I feel like I don't see anyone. I'm going to try to make this my only <laughs> tangent. Do they not do like hard casts really anymore? It's like boots and stuff. Right? I don't, I don't, I can't think of the last time I saw like a kid around like on crutches and they had like a hard cast. I don't know. Anyways. Um, so in that case, it was just time, patience. I had to wait for the cells to regenerate, for the bone to fuse and heal. And that was just patience. And I had this pink cast on my foot. That's There is no way to really just put a cast on your heart or your soul or your confidence or your self-worth or your well-being. You can't just put a cast and be like, okay, six to eight weeks, and then you can start putting weight on this thing again. That's just not how it works. And that makes it really tricky. Like it's emotional healing is so much deeper and complex. And I also think that some of the most profound healings, they don't happen on the physical level. Of course, there's medical miracles, all of that. There's really profound healing that your physical body can do. But I think sometimes we can have these really profound emotional healings at times. And the thing that's so wild about it is you can look fine on the outside and ha- and be working on this profound emotional healing. It also can come out of like nowhere. It also is incredibly complex. It's nuanced. Emotional healing is unique to each person. Healing isn't linear. Sometimes it can feel like two steps forward, one step back. And that's why you may want to really explore mindfulness and meditation when you're looking at your overall emotional healing and health. It's like another tool for your toolbox. And also when I'm thinking about like emotional healing, it it's sometimes gradual, right? I, I feel like the majority of emotional healing tends to be gradual. It's like when I think about times where I've needed emotional healing or I've been working on it or emotionally recovering from something, often, not always, often it's very much just like waking up every day, one foot in front of the other, just keep going, knowing that one day this will be in the rearview mirror. You won't feel this way for forever. There'll be a little bit of healing, maybe every day or every week. You just have to keep going, keep surviving through it. And, you know, eventually a better day will be ahead. 
but also sometimes it's really profound. It can be intense. It can be immediate. Um, I think I've shared this story before. So there's two, when I was writing the notes for this, there's there's two instances in my life that really came forward when I was thinking about my own emotional healing and two very uh, different ways that I found myself healing emotionally. So the first, I, I know I've shared this story on the podcast. The first was when I was um, working at a yoga studio as an employee in my past, and I experienced what I would consider um, workplace abuse and harassment, which led into um, kind of a little bit of a stalker situation. It was really, really unhealthy. It was really damaging. And I, I, I needed a lot of help after that experience. I don't remember which episode I shared that in. Um, but it's something, I mean, this was years ago, years ago. And every once in a while, I know I'm not even like fully healed from it in this moment. I think I'm mostly healed from it, but every once in a while there'll still be, you know, I might see the name of that workplace or I might, um, I don't know, just think of something that an individual at that place said to me or an experience that I had or get a little like flashback to like a, a fearful thing that I experienced. And it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while it will. So I think maybe I'm like 80, 90% healed. Uh, I don't know. I can't even put a number to it. I think I'm mostly there, but of course there's still, you know, these other still scars, there's still some soft spots, there's still some lingering fear there from that experience. And that to me was very much like the gradual, like when I finally left that place that I felt was very abusive and unsafe, I I knew that I needed so much healing. And that, you know, that looked like meditation, that looked like therapy, that looked like reaching out. I mean, that looked like a lot of things. I really needed some help after that time. And it's just been this gradual healing, this little heat, even to the point where um, and I had to talk about my, I talked to my therapist about this when Porkchop was young. Um, I wouldn't dress my children in a specific color because that was the color of like this business. And I sh- shouldn't even say children. Porkchop was the only one that was around at that time. And I remember talking to my therapist and being like, I can't dress my child in this color because anytime I see this color, I think about this really hard, awful thing that I experienced. And we like talked through it and it just became so apparent to me. And I remember feeling so frustrated that I was like, it's just a color, right? It's just this one color. And why can't I, you know, and I have such an aversion to this color that it feels like unsafe to dress my children. And and part of it is it's a little bit deeper because part of this was stuff that this individual said about, you know, my future children and whatever. Um, I just, I couldn't, I, and I, I still don't really dress my kids in this color. Um, if I do, it's a very different hue than than this one color. But that, to me, that experience was very much like a maybe two steps forward, one step back. Very gradual. Over the years, I have, as these things come up, I've been working on healing them as they come up. And I'm still not even fully healed from that. But it's been very, very gradual where it's like you're slowly going uphill and you don't even realize you're going uphill because the incline is maybe, you know, this little like 1% incline. But then all of a sudden you're a mile further down the road and you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been, I've been going uphill this whole time. And now, you know, I'm, I'm way farther and way higher than, than where I started. Um, and often emotional healing for me 
is like that. It's that slow. It's the gradual. It is that slow incline every day, one foot in front of the other, working on that healing as things come up. Oh, I need to heal that. Oh, I didn't even realize I had this fear of dressing my child in this color. Need to work on that. Need to work on that healing. But sometimes it can be extremely intense and immediate. And so there's this one yoga shala in Bali, not me like talking about my eat, pray, love moment. Um, But I've been to this shala like three different times. And two times I have had the most profound experiences ever. And so there's something about it. I do at some point want to do another retreat in Bali specifically because I don't know, like the craziest stuff happens when I'm in this one particular yoga shala. But anyways, the first time I was there, I was doing my 300 hour yoga teacher training and I was in Shavasana. We'd done just done our yoga practice. I was in Shavasana. We were meditating and I had this intense, immediate feeling that was like indescribable. It was almost like euphoric, but I felt like this weight was lifted off of my chest. And I was thinking about hardships that I'd had up until this point. And this was way, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, seven years ago. So, you know, I was thinking about like when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, I was thinking about like hardships that I had, like even when I was in middle school. Um, And it just like hit me. And I felt like I had this realization that I had acquired really beautiful skills and learning and strength and resilience from those experiences. And I just felt like I can't even articulate into words. It just felt like the weight of those things was just lifted off of me. And it was so sudden. It was so immediate. It was so intense and moving. And then I was like, I was laughing. And then later I cried about it. And I wasn't even really like thinking about the, I just was in this really deep meditative state. And then it just was almost like, I don't know, this veil was like lifted. And then this, just the weight was lifted off of me. And and I wasn't carrying that. Like, I just felt like kind of healed from it. And it was wild. And that's not how healing always is. But I will always remember that moment where it just felt like this kind of instant, immediate, like something just kind of, you know, clicked into place. And and I was healed from those things. And that's what's so tricky about emotional healing and what makes it so complex is that you don't know when it's going to come. You don't know how it's going to come. You don't know what tools you're going to need in your toolbox. And it can be a surprise. It can be a slow burn. You never know. And I've experienced all sorts. You know, I've I've experienced kind of things in between too, or maybe I have a profound moment of healing, but then that is followed by a long period of then, you know, continual healing to maybe clean up the residual. Who knows? Also in that shala one time, I channeled a deceased retreater's grandfather. I think I've told that story too. I don't know. Crazy things happen in this one particular place. So I kind of want to go back because I love a a wild experience. Um, But I think I've told that story. But if not, I'll I'll tell it another day. Um, And neither option for healing is better or worse, right? It all depends on like the circumstances. It can happen at any time, and sometimes you'll, like, do the work in meditation, for example. You'll be working on healing, but then you won't actually get the healing until later in the most, like, random times. Like, there'll be times where I'll be meditating on something and working on healing, and then it's, like, the cloud will be lifted or a realization will come to me or I'll feel just better about something, like, six hours later when I'm just, like, driving in the car going to run an errand. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I I may not get it in the meditation, but then later I'm like, oh. I feel better. 
I don't know. It's hard to explain. That's why I think I actually put off, I shouldn't say put off, but never got around to this episode is because it's really kind of complex. Like emotional healing is huge. And even when you look at it only from the lens of like, how can I use meditation and mindfulness to help support and facilitate my emotional healing? It's just so different and tricky and nuanced for everyone in every single situation. So it's been tougher for me to be like, okay, I'm going to dive into it. But once I did, it really just kind of all came out and I was like, oh, and all these like memories are coming back. I was just like, meditation's so cool. It's so powerful. Um, and also when it comes to emotional healing, you may not be able to explain it. And sometimes you just have to go with it. I once was, this was only a couple of years ago, I was living in my apartment. Um, I was doing a meditation. Um, this happened two times actually in this same apartment. And I, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is it the headspace that I'm in, in these places? Like when I go to this Bali this place in Bali, is it like I'm in particular headspace or an energy, some of these things happen? Or is it like the place? Is there like some magic in that place? Is this one part in my floor, when on my floor in my tiny Minneapolis apartment? Like, was there magic there? Or was it just that, you know, headspace that I'm in? And I don't know. I don't know the answer, but sometimes these things just happen. But I was meditating a few years back and I was just sitting and I was meditating, doing some soul work and I felt like my soul was almost like broken, which sounds so dramatic, but I did just feel like I felt a little bit like broken. There's just a lot going on, a lot of stress. There's some things I was really worried about. Um, and I wanted to facilitate my soul's healing before I, um, wanted to grow my family basically. So I was sitting and I was meditating and I was, feel, I was in a really tough place and I was feeling really down. I was really struggling with some stuff. And I just had this image of kind of like my soul, not like being in two pieces, but kind of having like a crack in it. And I just kind of asked the universe and I was like, is there anyone out there that can help me with this? Is there anyone out there that can help me like heal my soul? I don't even know what compelled me to like ask that. And I can't even explain it, but I, I saw my soul and this is where maybe my sciencey people are like, Kelly, where are you going with this? What's going on? This is a really profound story to me, guys. And this is truly, this to me embodies the, you may not be able to explain it. Sometimes you just have to go with it and be like, wow, that really helped heal me. Couldn't, couldn't tell you what just happened, but it worked. And I'm sitting there and meditating and I can see this kind of crack in my soul. And I'm like, is there anyone out there that wants to help me heal it? And and I see these like hands. It's only the hands and they look like moonstone, um, you know, kind of like op like opalescent hands. And they come in and they just kind of like rest on my soul. And I just see this light, again, this like opalescent moonstone light healing the fracture in my soul. And then my soul is like glowing. I immediately feel better. I feel this warm comfort and... I'm just meditating and these hands are healing my soul. And, and then they're like, okay, that's done. And then the hands leave and then I'm better. And I'm like, what just happened? And then I'm like, wow, thank you. <laughs> and, and this is all happening in my head. I'm like, wow, thank you. Like, thank you so much for helping me with that, for that help that I asked for. Like, who do I have to thank? And, and this name Alma came into my head and, and I was like, okay, Alma, like, thanks. Thanks, Alma. Like, I really appreciate, like, thanks for the help and, like, facilitating my soul's healing. And then later, like, a, like a little bit later, so I kind of let the dust settle on that. And then I Googled that name. I kid you not, 
Alma means like, so it, depending on what language you're looking at, but the gist of it, I think it was like Latin, means like soul nourisher, like one who heals the soul. Basically, it's like soul nourishing, like he, like literally the name meant like the one who heals the soul. And I was like, what is, I'm getting chills even telling you this story. And I was just like, what is happening? This is wild. And, and I don't know. So Alma came, helped me heal that crack in my soul with her beautiful moonstone hands. I do firmly believe, you know, my woo-woo friends out there, my spirit guide friends out there, I don't think Alma is my spirit guide. I think, I do think she's someone that you can ask for help and healing just like in general. I don't know. That's just the, the vibe that I get from her. But um, yeah, can't explain that one. I don't know what happened. It, it absolutely helped. It worked. So grateful for Alma and her beautiful hands. But like even telling that story, I get chills. And I can't explain it, just have to go with it. And I know that it worked. And sometimes with our emotional healing, you're just like, that was weird <laughs> or that was different or that was unexpected. Um, but if it works, it works, I guess. I don't know. So with all of that emotional healing, how do you do it? This year, one thing I've really been focusing on is my own personal nutrition, but I feel like it's hard to have balanced, nutritious meals when life can be so busy, especially with two kids under four years old. But that is why I'm so excited to tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day so easy. So no matter what the day is throwing at me, I know that I have these pre-prepared, chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals that are delivered right to my door. Also, my husband lately has been working the afternoon and evening shift, and so he's been loving them too to bring to the hospital so that he doesn't have to order takeout and he knows that he can still kind of take care of his nutrition even in a pinch when he's working. And it's so easy to fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals because they are ready to go in just two minutes. Plus, they have snacks, smoothies, and even more. So there's so many options for your entire day. So maybe you don't necessarily need dinners. That's where we need some help. Maybe you want help with breakfast or midday bites. You can find that with Factor. Plus, it's flexible for your schedule. You can get anywhere from 6 to 18 meals a week, depending on what you need. And not only does it save you time, it also saves time in that cleanup after you eat, which is a game changer. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 and use code inminutes50 to get 50% off. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off today. So looking at emotional healing and how you do it, again, specifically through the lens of like how can meditation and mindfulness help support my emotional healing? Because there are a million different things that you can do to help facilitate your emotional healing. Therapy, inner child, I mean, you name it. Um, We're looking specifically at like mindfulness and meditation. So if you want to work on your emotional healing in meditation, This is how I would go about doing it. This is what I personally do. This is what I do with my students, my clients, retreaters, all of that. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to identify what it is that you want to heal. There might be different things, right? Maybe there's a handful of things. I feel like, you know, I'm only human. I've got, you know, (laughs) I've got some healing that I need to work. We all do. We've all got stuff, right? Just pick one, one at a time. Identify what it is that you want to heal. And then you're going to set your healing intention, So you're going to say, you know, I want to heal my soul or, you know, I want to uh, mend my heart from this breakup. Um, You know, may this meditation help me heal my self-confidence and see, you know, my 
my true light again. That was when I had to personally work on a lot after that one um, work situation. I had to rebuild kind of my my confidence. Um, and then then you you can meditate. You know, you're in that quiet place. You set your intention. Then you're going to ask yourself, how do I need to be healed? And where do I need to be healed? Now, even though emotional healing, of course, like I can't just it might sound strange to be like, oh, I, you know, I have my uh, my childhood trauma is in my right hand or, you know, my my heartbreak is in my knee. I don't know. But I think when you're working with visualization, with meditation, it's a lot easier to give your mind something to focus on if it's in you somewhere. So you can ask yourself again, you know, don't don't second guess it. Don't say, oh, that's weird. It's in my knee. I don't know. But you're going to ask yourself, like, where is this healing? Maybe it's your chest. Maybe it's your heart. Maybe it's your soul. Maybe it is, like, you know, your hips or your pelvis. Maybe it's your back. Like, for me, when I had that really profound kind of, like, realization of all of the resilience that I had gained through some of these past struggles, it felt like a weight was lifted off of my chest. So think about where do I need the healing and then how do I need it to be healed? And then you're going to visualize that healing. So does it is it something that needs to be washed away? Is it something that needs to be stitched up? Um, is it a light that's going to shine on it? Maybe it's these moonstone hands are going to come and heal it. Does a spirit guide need to come in and remove it for you? Um, is it something that's being lifted off of you? Do not second guess it. You can be creative with it. Just go with it. And whatever comes to your mind, right? Don't get, it's kind of like sometimes with manifestation, don't get in your own way. Just be like, you know what? My gut is telling me that this trauma is in my right hand and I need to, you know, in my meditation, wash my hands and wipe them clean of, you know, whatever this is. Also, do you need any help? Ask for help. Whatever feels right to you, you can just generally ask for help for spirit guides, God, a loved one, anyone, the universe. I just asked the universe for help in healing my soul and boom, almost showed up. I don't know. Whatever you believe in, whatever you're comfortable with in terms of asking for help, go for it. My personal belief take it or leave it. My personal belief is kind of when you're working with sort of the universe is healing energy, spirituality, you're, you know, wanting that emotional support is that if you set the intention and you ask for the help, it's going to come to you in a way that like you are comfortable with. So if that's like God and angels, it'll show up that way. If you're more comfortable with like spirit guides, or maybe you feel really connected to a loved one that's passed, it might show up in that. Like, I think the universe is going to give it to you in a way that that feels like good and loving and comforting to you. So no need to like be worried about that, but you can ask for help and then you're just going to get quiet. You're going to breathe. You're going to soften and you're just going to visualize that healing happen however it needs to happen, right? We know where the mind goes, the energy flows. So if you are imagining a weight is being lifted off of your chest, maybe a spirit guide is coming and helping you with that. You're just going to visualize them coming down and they're lifting off that weight and doing any healing that needs to be done. You're just going to watch it happen. You're going to be patient and you're just going to breathe and be soft and we're not going to second guess it. We're just going to let the healing happen. And then we'll end our meditation with gratitude and kind of that wholeheartedness. Like, thank you for the healing. Thank you for the help. You know, even thank you to myself for being here. And we're just going to hold space and be grateful for it. Um, and that's it. Like, if someone just comes to me and they're like, I feel like I need emotional healing from this thing. Um, this is kind of the the steps in a meditation that I would follow. This is going to be very similar to what we'll be doing together on Sunday. Now, if you want to um, look at some other meditation practices, some other kind of 
healing mindfulness practices that I think are particularly great for emotional healing, I have a little list of those as well. So what I just shared is like my personal, if you're just going to try to meditate and work on your healing, that's how I would do it. I, it, From my experience, it works. You're just going to identify, set the intention, ask yourself what needs to be healed and how, ask for any help that you need. You're just going to go with it. You're not going to second guess it. You're just going to be quiet. You're going to breathe. And you're just going to let it happen. And then you're going to hold space, let the healing happen, have some gratitude, um, and that's it. And then you're going to do that as many times as you need for whatever you need, whenever you need it. Um, But some other common kind of emotional healing meditation and mindfulness practices. Energy work meditation. I did a freeform episode called Energy Work 101. It is from July of 2023. Let me tell you guys, ever since I implemented the spreadsheet You've heard me talk about the spreadsheet before, like the master spreadsheet where I have this color-coded mindful minutes, like episode plan. All the episodes are there with the topics and it's color-coded based on like what type of episode it is. It's a whole thing. My life has become so much easier because I can just go into that spreadsheet and search Energy Work 101 and I can find the date of it. So that's in July of 2023. Um, I'm thanking my past self for starting that spreadsheet. But you can learn more about that in that episode. It's like an hour of just what does energy work? How do we do that? Um, But in a nutshell, this is going to look like kind of activating some healing energy around you. It's this idea of like there's a universal healing energy all around you. And you're going to welcome that in. And then you can place your hands on any part that you feel like needs some healing. And you're going to watch that universal healing energy come into your body, usually from the crown of the head, and then pour out of your hands into the part of you that needs healing. Um, that can be a really powerful practice. You know, also you can have someone do this for you with healing touch, Reiki, energy work, all of that. That's someone else kind of being the conduit of having that universal healing energy move into them and, and into you, but you can also do it on your own as well. And then also in July, there should be a guided practice for that as well. Okay, the next meditation style that I personally love when I'm working on emotional healing is going to be chakra meditation. Um, The Chakras 101 episode of this one speaking to you, it is from October of 2022. 2022 was kind of a good year for some freeform episodes. just like noticing that now. Good good year for this stuff. Um, So chakras are the different energy centers within you. So I like to describe it as part of the energetic highway. So if you have um, like a highway, your spine is the like main highway where energy can move up and down. You have these two different energies on either side. The left side of the body is the cool feminine moon energy. That's called Ida. The right side of the body is like the hot, fiery, masculine energy. That's called Pingala. They're kind of like the frontage roads on this highway. And then the chakras would be the exits. So the different kind of off-ramps of energy that would take you to different parts of your body or different parts of your emotions. So with the chakras, um, each one is associated with a physical and emotional part of you. And since it's the energetic highway, when we're working with energy, feeling, all of that, um, sometimes chakra work can be really beneficial. So this is the briefest of brief overviews 
of the chakras. You could, depending on as I go through these, which one you feel like you are either imbalanced in or deficient in, or you can also have too much energy. Like if you have too much energy, for instance, in your heart center, that could be like way overly emotional. Um, it might give you some ideas on maybe what topics of meditations to dive into or even a particular color to focus on or anything like that. So the main chakras, um, there are seven of them. It starts with the root, which is at the base of your spine, and the color is red, and it's associated with like survival, stability, security, grounding, like your basic needs. And if things are a little bit out of whack there, it could feel like fear, insecurity, anxiety, that type of thing. That's all associated with the root. So if you are working on healing in that area, you may do like a grounding meditation or specifically a root chakra meditation. Um, there are also, there's many out there. There's some, I don't know my spreadsheet in front of me, so I can't tell you the exact date. There's a handful of chakra meditations in this feed as well, where you can work on kind of balancing and aligning all of them. Um, so there's that. And then moving up from the root, there's the sacral chakra. This is kind of at the lower abdomen below the navel. It correlates to like your creativity, your emotions, your passion, like pleasure. It is associated with the color orange. And sometimes if you're a little out of whack there, it could be like emotional instability, creative blocks, like not feeling really any like passion for anything, feeling very like blah. Um, then moving one up, the solar plexus chakra. This is kind of upper abdomen, above the navel. And this is associated with like your personal power, your self-esteem, your confidence, your willpower, like owning your autonomy. Its color is yellow. And if you're out of balance there, it could be low self-esteem, lack of confidence, maybe not like feeling like you're stepping into your power. And then moving up to the heart. Um, anytime you're doing emotional healing work in general, do some heart work. I mean, there's a reason me to say my heart's broken or my heart's hurting over this. Um, and it's because the heart is like our, you know, our, our love, connection, emotion center. Um, so you can always do some heart work when you're working on emotional healing. But the heart chakra or heart energy center, this, of course, is in the center of the chest near the heart. It's associated with like love and compassion, forgiveness, connection, harmony. It is associated with the color green, but it sometimes is also associated with the color pink. It's the only one that really has two colors. If you're wondering which color yours is, you just kind of ask yourself like, which color is mine? And you're just going to trust your gut, whether it's pink or green. And I, I think it can kind of change too. Uh, imbalances here may be having a hard time giving or receiving love, heartache, lack of empathy, compassion, having a hard time forgiving uh, yourself or others, that type of thing. Then we move up to the throat. The throat is, of course, located in the throat area of the body. It is associated with communication, self-expression, authenticity, truth. Its color is blue. And some imbalances here, you may feel like you have difficulty speaking up, communication issues, or not feeling heard. So when you go through these, if there's one where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really feeling that, like, I feel like my emotional hurt, my emotional pain, my healing needs to be around, you know, being heard or, or, you know, listening or speaking my truth. That just might give you an indicator as to maybe which chakra you could focus on for a little bit to maybe help facilitate some of that healing. 
So then moving up from the throat is the third eye, which is located kind of that space between the eyebrows. It's associated with like your intuition, insight, imagination, perception. Its color is indigo and imbalances here may feel like a lack of clarity, confusion, difficulty making decisions, feeling disconnected to your intuition that type of thing. And then the final major chakra is right above the crown of your head. And this one is associated. um, Sometimes you'll see it associated with the color white, but more often it's associated with the color violet. And it is like your spirituality, your higher consciousness, your connection to the universe or the divine kind of enlightenment. And if you're imbalanced here, it could be feeling disconnected from like a spirituality or closed mindedness, anything like that. Um, And, you know, often I would say, especially when you're working with the emotional stuff, places you will need healing or certainly could focus on would be your root so that you can feel safe and secure, Um, you know, kind of depending on what your struggle is. Heart healing, always good with emotional work. And I find that sometimes also the solar plexus, uh, which has to do with like owning your power and your confidence, that can really take a hit if we experience um, like a loss or like a breakup or something where it feels like we were rejected and we want to build that back up, um, that can be a good place to start as well. Or just do an overall like chakra balancing awakening meditation might be a great way to kind of get energy flowing and maybe bringing some more harmony into your energetic body. So that's what I really like for emotional healing as well. And then there's parts meditation, which any of my therapy lovers may be familiar with parts work. This is basically doing parts work while you're meditating. And it's like, if you imagine that you are made up of these different parts, like a puzzle, or if you think, if you've seen the movie um, Inside Out with like all the different like feelings and they're personified, you know, there's like anger and fear and sadness. Think of it like that, where you kind of close your eyes or you turn inward, you get quiet, you get still, and then you start talking to your parts. Uh, You could talk to your anger and say, you know, anger, you're, you're really kind of fiery today. You seem really active today or reactive today. Like what's going on? And you try to do it from this non-judgmental space. You're just there to listen and to let that part of you be heard. Um, this also can look like sometimes inner child work. If you want to go in and speak to your inner child or love on your inner child, um, that's something that I find to be helpful and powerful where you can, if you're working on healing from something in the past and you're younger, you can kind of go back to that younger self and nurture them and love them and support them in that way. Um, Or you can just work with like a particular part again, like your anger or your fear, your anxiety, and just hearing what they have to say. And I think it can be really interesting and thought provoking. And it gives you some insight into like what the actual thing is there, right? When we look at anxiety or even when we look at anger, these are kind of secondary feelings where usually it starts as something else. Um, Not always anger, but I think about something like frustration, Frustration may start with a different feeling of feeling like not heard or feeling um, like you're not enough or you don't have the skill set or, you know, it frust- we don't just automatically just get frustrated. It usually starts as something else and gets a little bit bigger. So sometimes parts work can also help you kind of get to the root of things. 
Um, and then there is cord cutting. I love a good cord cutting meditation. This one I think is really great when you feel like you're still attached to something, like you have like this energetic tether maybe to a particular person or a memory or something that you experience and you feel like you're just still connected to it and you're ready to like fully release and just like be done. You don't want to carry that around or be connected to that anymore. There is a cord cutting meditation on my Patreon, but I don't think there's one on the main feed. But what you would do in essence is kind of get to your meditative space and then ask yourself, where is this cord attached? And again, you're going to find a place in your body where it's attached. Maybe it's your abdomen or your heart or could be anywhere else. And then you're going to kind of set the intention and say, um, I am ready to release this attachment. I'm ready to cut the cord. I'm ready to, you know, sever my emotional connection to this thing and then however you want to cut it. I like to think about like a big golden pair of scissors, you know, like those big scissors that like they use to like cut ribbons at like store openings. Um, I like to think of something kind of like that, like cutting the cord, you know, maybe you're untying it. Maybe it's like a knife or something. Um, however you want. Again, you're going to trust your gut, but you can, if you feel like you have this tether to something, see it as an actual cord and then, and then cut that cord. And then when you cut it, then it's like done. Goodbye. I release you. Um, you know, kind of Marie Kondoing it. Thank you for your service. Goodbye. We are done. Uh, so that's cord cutting. I do love a good cord cutting meditation. I really do. Then there is aura cleansing or aura meditation. Um, this is where you're working kind of on like your energy field. I like this one for when I'm feeling just kind of energetically down, emotionally down. And I feel like, you know, when you just are, you ask yourself like, am I just like a negativity magnet right now? Is there something I did to have like bad luck? Like there's been a lot of tough happening right now and you can like feel it. It's like stuck to you in a way, not necessarily in like a cord where you can tie it back to like one thing, but you're just like, there's just been a lot of gunk in my life lately. And I feel like, it's just kind of stuck. I feel heavy. I feel gunky. Um, an aura cleansing meditation or clearing meditation is fantastic for this. And it's, you get to a meditative space. And when I say that, I just mean like quiet your mind, do your best to, you know, take a few deep breaths, get kind of drop into that space. And then you're going to imagine your aura or your like energetic field, like your, your energy bubble around you. And I like to imagine that I'm literally like cleaning it almost like with this like energetic, like soap and water, like I'm scrubbing it clean, but of course it could be like a light. You can even like comb through it, like combing out any debris, um, and you can imagine like what color it is and then just imagine that any residual, any gunk, any heaviness from anything that's been happening is being cleared or washed away. I really like that when I feel like I just have some residual like leftovers from some emotional stuff that's been happening and I need to kind of clear that out. Another, there's two more practices here that I like. Another one is going to be yoga nidra. And then you can have your sankalpa or your intention with your yoga nidra practice be specific to what it is that you want to heal. Now, yoga nidra is designed specifically to help you heal on a deeper level. The idea behind it is like you're putting your body to sleep and you're putting your nervous system to sleep so that you can do some work on a deeper non-physical 
level. You're digging through those different layers of your being, your koshas. And the first kosha is your physical body. But then as you keep going through the different layers, you get deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, your energetic body, your you know, mental body, your wisdom, all of this going deeper and deeper and deeper. So the practice of yoga nidra itself, although it's a longer practice, it is one that is designed to really help you kind of go deep into the non-physical layers. And then you can choose a topic of yoga nidra or an intention that is speaking to the kind of healing you need. So that could be something like self-love. It could be confidence. It could even be like a yoga nidra for emotional healing. And it will really help kind of facilitate that process for you. So I love yoga nidra just in general. It's one of my favorite practices. I think it's so useful for many different things. But when I'm working on any kind of an emotional thing, I really like it for that because it helps me to access and do healing on that deep level, those those non-physical layers. It's also just really great for like your well-being and all of that, but Yeah. So yoga nidra. And then the final one that I love for emotional healing is going to be forest bathing or like an outdoor meditation. So getting outside and getting outside. If you think back to what I said a few minutes ago about like the the chakras, the energy center, the heart chakra is associated with the color green. And so going out and even like looking at all of the greenery, like, isn't there just something so uplifting and healing about like going out into nature and like breathing fresh air, touching grass, seeing the sun, you know, all of that, like tapping into your wild side or you know letting yourself just be in tune with nature and like even just that when I think about it it feels so uplifting and like healing and like fresh in a way so getting outside seeing the greenery and then visualizing nature absorbing your pain absorbing your hurt and just like it absorbs the sun's rays or like it absorbs the co2 um Like let nature be the sponge that's going to clear and absorb that emotional pain and hurt and gunk that you need to be removed and cleared to help facilitate your healing. Nature is so, so healing. And I think there's such an emotional component. Like haven't you ever just been like in nature before and you're like looking at something and it's just like, there's like awe in it. You're like, oh my gosh, like wow, it's not even just a, like a visual experience of seeing nature. It's like this visceral, physical, and emotional experience of like witnessing nature. Let that be like an emotionally healing experience by taking your meditation outside or doing forest bathing. Um, you can gaze at like different plants or you can just go for a walking meditation outside. Let that help kind of facilitate that emotional clearing if you need it and let it just absorb that pain from you and kind of let it be recycled. Um, This wasn't in my notes, so kind of piggybacking off of that. One other practice that I like that's both grounding and um, incorporates elements of nature, I, I don't even necessarily have a word for it, I just like this imagery, is imagining that there are roots coming down from my body, like from the points of contact between my body and the floor surface beneath me going down into the earth. You've heard, you've heard me use this several times. Um, 
on different meditations, but basically growing roots down into the earth and then pulling up what's needed through those roots from the earth. And then, so like on an inhale, drawing up what you need from the earth and on the exhale, releasing what you don't need back through the roots into the ground where it can then kind of be recycled and neutralized. I really like that imagery too. And I find it to feel kind of uplifting and I can watch kind of that circuit of like, maybe I need more self-confidence or I need, um, you know, kind of like more nurturing or self-love or something like that, drawing that up into those roots from the earth and then saying, you know what, I don't need this self-doubt or I don't need this negative self-talk or I don't need this heaviness in my heart, sending that back down through the roots into the ground. I find that imagery to be really powerful and good to kind of create this like circuit when you're working on emotional healing. So those are my personal favorite practices to help facilitate emotional healing. Like I said, on Sunday, in just a few days, I will do a guided practice that we can all do to hopefully get some emotional healing and kind of just like last thoughts generally on emotional healing and how you can use mindfulness and meditation to facilitate that. Just release expectations, right? You never know how your healing is going to come, when it's going to come, how intense it'll be or how subtle it'll be. Take it slow. Be kind to yourself. Healing is slow. It's unpredictable. You're just, we're all just out here doing our best. And so hold space for yourself. Be loving to yourself. It's a process. And I'm thinking of you. And I I hope maybe there's something in here that we're feeling excited to try or that feels like it might be um, worth adding into our meditation or mindfulness routine so that we can do a little bit of emotional healing, a little heart healing. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you so, so much. I truly, I think about you. I think about you guys every single day and how grateful I am. Like even as I was, I had to take one quick little pause halfway through recording this episode to go do something. And then I came right back to it. And I was like, when I was just doing my one little like task, I was like, how cool is this? Like, this is, I just, I get to sit here in this little closet and talk about how much I love cord cutting meditations and how I like to, you know, explore the non-physical healing layers of yoga nidra. Like, what is life? And I love this so much. And I'm so grateful to all of you who are here listening and, and being a part of like this community and sharing the podcast, but mostly just sharing what I love, you know, like sharing it with me. I don't know. You guys heard me the other day when, unless you skipped that episode, you didn't hear it, but I was talking about how someone left a review and it was like, it feels like meditating with a friend. And like, that's, that's what it feels like for me too, where it's like, oh my gosh, I just get to sit here and like, we all just get to explore mindfulness and meditation. And like, how can it help my heart and my emotional health and healing. And it's just so fun to get to share that with someone. So thank you for letting me share that with all of you. And I hope that wherever you are, you are having a beautiful day and I'll see you on Sunday for our meditation.